Hi everyone, welcome back to the brand new episode of Gruesome Bacon. This is your host, Jonathan. Okay, first of all, I really want to apologize for the slacking for the past few months. It has been really, really tough. Uh, I just recently switched to a new job, and uh, the new job literally just got settled down. Um, so, now we're back. Uh, I've received a lot of text messages from my friends. Well, I wanted to say my listeners, but... Not many people actually listen to this podcast. So, you know, uh, it's more like my friends supporting me. So they're like, hey, dude, what the hell is going on? Where are my new episodes? Where are the freaking content? And, okay, here we are. Here we are. We're back. Um, I was thinking to myself a couple days ago, because we've, we've always been talking about murder-related stuff, a lot of uh, gory shit. You know, oh, somebody's getting murdered and dismembered. That's so horrifying, and honestly, a lot of my friends are like, are you okay? Like, I'm deeply scarred. Um, so, with that being said, and it's also Spooktober, so how about let's do some some different. So, we're going to talk about some urban legends and scary stories from around the world. It's more like from Japan and Korea and also Thailand. I th- those regions are really fucked up, so I just want to mainly focus on those regions, those countries. Um, yeah, so for Spooktober, the coming few episodes, we're just going to do some scary showdown. So we're going to introduce some really horrifying facts and stories from Korea, Japan, and Thailand, maybe China. So let's let's take a look. So for today's episode, we're going to talk about some kaidams, um, urban legends from Japan. Uh, mainly two stories. One is from Japan and one is from Thailand. So without further ado, let's get into it. So the first story is from Japan. Um, have you guys ever wondered, how can you tell if someone's dead? You know, like when you see a ghost, how can you tell if that person is a ghost when they look exactly the same as you? You know, they look normal. Because a lot of times when you watch horror movies and you're like, hey, those ghosts are so comical because... They straight up just have, like, the heaviest makeup. They have, like, super white face, you know, especially in Asian horror movies. You know, usually the female ghosts are always, you know, with, like, long hair, like, covering their faces. And also their faces, if you see their faces, they're so freaking white. Like, they're whiter than white people. Like, what the heck? You know, the heavy amount of makeup. And they're always wearing something white with some blood sting on it. But honestly, what if those ghosts don't look like that? What if they look just like you and me in real life? So that's the story. So this is the story is about. Um, that's always been, you know, one of the major things that I've been thinking about to myself. I honestly, I know it's so weird, but I just, I like to think about weird shit like this. Anyway, so today's story. Okay, let's call this guy Sato. Okay, so Sato recently started dating his uh, girlfriend. It's been... It's been three months, and the relationship is going really, really well, and Sato loves to go out. He's one of those, you know, outdoorsy guys. He likes to go out fishing, so fishing is one of his favorite things to do. Um, so one day, Sato and his girlfriend decides, hey, dude, I'm, I want to go fish. I want to go fishing. Do, do you want to take along? And then the girlfriend is like, um... Uh, not really. It's kind of cold down there, you know, because it's like November in Japan and uh, not really. I don't really want to go there. 
Um, but Sato gets kind of frustrated. Sato's like, oh, but honey, I really want to go. Like, I really want to go fishing. It's been so long. It's been like, what, a month? Because my work has been so busy. I literally have no time. So the girlfriend agrees cause just because she loves him. So um, Sato picks the girlfriend up. And they decide to go for, like, overnight trip to a nearby lake. Um, just kind of like, you know, a short getaway. And he brought his, you know, fishing gears and everything. So um, everything goes really, really well, actually. The only thing is, hey, there was literally no fish around the time. So Sasso gets kind of frustrated. You know, it was... Um, so it's getting dark, right? So when they're sitting around, they set up the bonfire and it's getting cozy and everything. And Sato decides, Hey, you know what, babe, let's take a chill, you know, chill time. So let's take a breather. So I'm going to go grab some coffee so we can actually chill from this point on. Um, so Sato goes, um, goes away to a nearby vending machine. So, you know, in, in Asia, they have some vending machines that actually sell coffee and stuff. So Sato goes to one of those vending machines nearby, grabs two coffees, and walks back. But mind this, before Sato leaves, uh, the girlfriend sits there by herself with nobody else. And by the time Sato gets back, the girlfriend is sitting with a few other people. And it's a family. And they're super friendly and nice. And they're just talking to each other, you know. They're like, oh my god, yeah, you guys are visitors. Yeah, we live around here and we come here all the time just to chill, just to spend time with family. And uh, if you guys are uh, into fishing, like the dad says that, right? The dad is like, hey, you know what? I'm, I love fishing so much and I fish here all the time because we live nearby. So let me show you a new spot and you're, I guarantee you, you're going to get a lot of fishes, you know? And Sato is like, um... Not really, dude. You look kind of sus. I'm not sure about going with you. So the girlfriend is like, why not, honey? Like, they're so nice. They're literally insisting to take us to a better spot. And you literally sucked for the past few hours. We've been sitting here and you have no fish at this point. Like, what the hell, man? Just follow them. Let's go. And Sato... He just feels really weird. It's you know, it's the um, it's the uh, unsettling feeling in his stomach, and he's like, mm, "Should I do that?" Sato, it, well, eventually agrees because you know the girlfriend keeps pushing. The girlfriend keeps saying that, "Honey, let's go. Don't be such a pussy," you know, because it's like, come on, they're being so nice, like literally super nice, and. What's the point of not getting any fish when you come out fishing? You don't want you don't want to go home like empty-handed. Let's just go. So eventually Sato agrees and he gets up, but there's something unsettling, like something really, really of putting about this family. Like they're really odd. But he can't think anything of it, you know? So everyone gets up uh, and starts walking. Sato suddenly thought about something, like something just like crosses his mind. And so suddenly Sato is like, oh my God, wait a second. He turns to the girlfriend and says, honey, we need to get the fuck out of here right now. Like right now. And girlfriend is like, oh, wait, 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 what the fuck is going on? Why are you all like being like, like sus right now? Like, uh hello, what's going on? 
And Sato says, okay, let's get out of here first. And I'm going to explain what's going on. So he grabs his girlfriend's hand and books it. And they just go right back to the car. And he get they get into the car and he locks the door right away and starts driving. In the meantime, the girlfriend is like, what the fuck is going on? Dude, you're acting so weird right now. Tell me what's going on. And she keeps on asking. Sato is literally shaking and he panics so much, right? He turns around and finally opens his mouth and says, um, Honey, I'm not sure if you notice anything weird about this family, but they're not alive. And the girlfriend was like, huh? What the fuck are you talking about? What do you mean? Like, they're not alive. You're being such a jerk right now. Stop it. Like, that's so weird. Stop it. You're freaking me out. And Sato says, so, um, have you heard about Sakasa Koto before? Sakasa Koto is basically the way to tell living beings from dead. Um, the dead will literally do everything the opposite way as the living being. So if you're alive, for example, we wear our clothes the, the normal way. But if you take a look at the family, they're all wearing their clothing the inside out. They're not alive as Sato says this, he turns to the girlfriend and the girlfriend looks at him with a weird smile on her face and says, oh my God, honey, you're so smart. I can't believe you actually figured that out. Congratulations. She starts clapping her hands the opposite way. And this is the end of the story. It's Oh my god, I have like full body chills right now as I'm telling the story because I'm sitting in the studio by myself. Oh my god, like I'm freaking, I'm about to freak out. Like, ooh, it's so bone chilling. Holy fuck. <laughs> All right, so this is the first story. So, Sakasakoto um, is the title. So, um, the reverse way to tell between um, human and ghost. The second story is about a girl named Lisa. Um, <laughs> okay, I just randomly made up this name because I can't pronounce, you know, Thai names and because I love Grant, like, I, I love Lisa from Blackpink. Um, okay, so, so her name is Lisa. Lisa recently moved to a new city from her hometown, and she's actually from a super small village. And, you know, being the successful girl from the family, you know, she's not from a very well-off family. So she has to be very strong because she is... The, you know, the favorite girl, you know, from the family. So she's loving it, though. She loved the city life. And she got herself a very pretty, well, kind of tiny, but pretty um, apartment at the city center. Um, her Where she lives is literally the busiest business district of the city. And she loves it. She, you know, with, with a great view, and she lives on the top floor, which is awesome. The place is kind of small. Like, it's there's not a lot going on. Just literally a few. Um, she has a desk and a tiny refrigerator for her food, and it's just her bed. Uh, her bed is right next to the window, so she gets to see the beautiful city view on a daily basis, which is awesome, and she loves it. Unfortunately, uh, one day Lisa wakes up and she gets ready to go to work in the morning. She rushes out of her building and boom, there goes a car accident. And your girl Lisa, being the unfortunate one, actually breaks her leg in this car accident. 
she was not sitting in neither cars. But one of the car tires actually flew out and hit her right on her calf and broke it. Like, talk about coincidences, right? Jesus. So, you know, Lisa has to call in to work, explains everything. Yo, boss, I'm so sorry. I can't come to work for at least a month. This is what happened. And the boss feels kind of bad for her. You know, like, honestly, think about, you know, the chances, right? Talking about the chances. The boss is super nice. Boss tells her, you know what, Lisa, don't worry about work. It's all good. Just make sure, you know, rest up, get better soon. That's all we are hoping for because it, it, I bet it hurts like fuck, you know? And then uh, the only thing right now is because Lisa's family is actually out from outside of the city and she has no friends here because she's brand new. You know, before this accident, at least she gets to uh, go to work and she gets to talk to people at work. And maybe some coworkers, they might have some outings and stuff. And she was enjoying that. But right now, luck sucks to be her. She has to stay in bed all day in her tiny-ass room. All she has was one phone and her computer. She can serve on the internet, getting food service delivered to her. And that's pretty much about it. And honestly, she wants to talk to her friends and stuff. But like nobody is, avail- nobody is honestly available for her because everyone's so busy. Her parents would probably talk to her once or twice a day. Tops, because they're so busy. They need to you know, make money to pay bills, too. You know. Uh, however, lucky her, all of a sudden she gets a text message on this day and it's from an unknown number, unknown number. Who is this guy? The guy on the other side is super nice. The guy introduces himself as Jax. Hi, how are you? My name is Jax. Nice to meet you. I don't know you. Who is Jax? I don't know. No Jax. Um, normally girls would be like, I don't know, no Jax, what the fuck are you talking about? You're such a creep, bye. But under such a dire situation, your girl Lisa is kind of intrigued. She's like, um, hi, my name's Lisa, nice to meet you. I recently broke my leg, so I'm just like in bed all day, can you talk to me? So she's kind of desperate. So they're just talking to each other, um, you know, regularly, like they're best friends. They've known each other for so long. Just texting back and forth all day, every day. So honestly, I'm just, to me, I'm just like, yo, Jax, you don't have to fucking work. Like, you you should get a job, man. But, you know, in this situation, it's good for Lisa, okay? And Jax is super nice. You know, Jax asks a lot of questions about Lisa. Oh, so where are you from? Are you from, like, a small town and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Seems like he's really genuine and he genuinely, genuinely wants to know about Lisa's life. And, you know, they've been, like, you know, just texting back and forth, sharing about, you know, the the details of their lives and stuff. And Lisa enjoys it because mostly the texts are about her. You know, everyone likes to talk about themselves. So um, throughout the whole, um, you know, days of chatting, she actually enjoyed it a lot. And Jax is... Seems like Jax is really into Lisa, too. And Jax is kind of talking about, hey, you know what? Um, You seem to be a really nice girl. We should totally meet up. Let's hang out sometime. And Lisa is like, yeah, I'm 100% down for that. But it's just right now it's not the best time because I literally just broke my leg. And Jax is, oh, it's okay. Okay, I guess we have to wait then. It's okay. You're never going to be along. I'm always going to be here for you. That's so awesome, right? Like... Wish I had some. I wish I had someone like that. That's amazing. But 
Uh, you know, your girl Lisa, well, she is kind of getting kind of used to it. You know, oh, it's so nice to have someone who actually cares about you and who wants to talk to you genuinely, you know, on a daily basis. And they're always here for you. And, you know, she kind of gets into the groove. You know, every morning she would wake up to a text from Jax where she would just like text. Uh, she would just text Jax like right away as she wakes up. This kind of uh, texting relationship is actually kind of cute. You know, it's just like, throw, it just throws you right back to your high school phase, you know, where you had your first boyfriend or girlfriend. You guys are all always so close, always want to talk to each other. And Jax is, you know, being the sweet guy he is, he always mentions that, you know, how pretty Lisa is. And she, he always kind of, you know, pushes Lisa to kind of meet him in person eventually. And... You know, our girl Lisa is totally down for it because she, she's crushing on Jax so damn hard, even though she's never seen a picture of Jax. Like, if you think about this now, it's kind of sus, but, you know, this whole story is kind of, you know, from the early 2000s, people are not nearly as alert as nowadays, right? So one day, Jax is kind of talking about, hey, Lisa, you know what? We've been talking for so long. Um, do you want to send me a selfie? Because I really want to see you. Oh, that's so cute. And Lisa takes a picture and sends it right over to Jax. And Jax sees the picture and he's actually super happy. And he compliments on Lisa. Oh my God, you look so sweet. You're so pretty. Oh my God, we're so, I'm so lucky to be chatting with someone like you. And your girl Lisa is actually really happy to, see, to hear stuff like this. You know, well, I would say any girl would be so happy to hear shit like this, right? When somebody actually compliments on you, why not? In the meantime, she's like, oh my God, you know what? Thank you so much. Can I see a picture of you? Because I've, I've been wondering how handsome you are. You know, Jax is like, sure, no problem. There goes a picture. She opens it. Mm, what's going on? Uh, Jax, you're such a prankster. Stop it. I just literally sent you this picture. Why are you doing this to me? You literally just sent the same picture back to me. Come on, stop. And Jax is like, what are you talking about? Look right here. I'm right here in this picture. Don't you see me? What are you talking about? And Lisa's like, uh, I don't see you. All I see is me. Right here in my room. What are you talking about? What do you mean you're in this picture? You're freaking me out. That's kind of creepy. Stop it. If this is some sort of sick joke that you're pulling pulling off, you should cut it out. Like, stop it right here. Stop it. You know? And then Jax is like, no, I'm not joking. I'm right here. Don't you see me? Oh, come on, sweetie. I'm right here. At this point, your girl Lisa is kind of like, uh, what the fuck? What do you mean you're right here? I'm getting kind of suspicious. That's kind of creepy thought. And Lisa decides, you know what? I don't want to talk to you tonight anymore. So I'm going to go to bed. We can chat tomorrow. And then Jax is like, okay, sure. Have a good sleep. And then she goes to sleep. However, Jax keeps on texting some really weird stuff. So if you read the message, it goes like this. Um... I don't mean to freak you out. It's just, you know, I really like you. And I really wanted to, you know, have a selfie with you. You know, it's, it's, I just, I'm just really into you. And I would never leave you alone. I know you're very lonely and I'm here for you. I will always be here. You will never be alone again. And it sounds really sweet, but honestly, it's kind of creepy. 
So Lisa wakes up the second morning, sees all those messages, and she texts back. Hi, Jax. Sorry for being rude last night. Um, I was just, you know, it, I know you're joking around. I'm so sorry, but this kind of, I, I'm just not up for this kind of joke. It's kind of sick. And Jax texts back, and Jax says, you know what? It's not a joke. I'm genuinely into you, and I'm right here in this picture. Okay, I'm going to send you another picture. So Jax takes another picture and sends it over. Lisa opens it. However, this time, what she sees is herself in the room. But this time is a bit different because the angle is a bit different. The picture was taken from the doorway towards the window. It's the opposite as the last time. So Lisa was like, what the fuck? First of all, I never... I never took this picture myself. What the hell? She turns around. Nobody else was actually in the room. Where's the fucking picture from? Like, it's me in this damn picture in my own damn room. Who the fuck took this picture? Lisa starts to getting, you know, she starts to get a little, you know, freaked. And she turns around. She Like, she starts to checking her room. You know, like, well, eyesighting her room to make sure everything is good. But, like, literally, there's nobody else. The only thing she notices is her, um, the place where she usually places her underwear. Like, the drawer was actually open. But for her, she normally closes it, you know, after grabbing anything from there. So she's like, shit. This Jax guy is a fucking stalker. But wait a second. Like, my room is so tiny. If anyone gets into my room, I would wake up even though I'm asleep, right? Like, it's kind of impossible for someone to get to do that. That's kind of creepy. Uh, so Lisa's like, uh, you know what? I'm kind of busy today. So, uh, Jax, we can chat later. So that's what she says. And in the meantime, Jax texts back. But you want to leave me alone? Don't do don't do that. I really want to talk to you. You know, I really like you and stuff. But Lisa is kind of freaked out. So at this point, Lisa is kind of just ignoring Jax's messages and stuff. And in the meantime, Jax starts to to call Lisa, but she doesn't want to answer because obviously this guy is a creep. At one point, because Jax just keeps on calling, and Lisa gets kind of annoyed of him, and she's like, "You know what? Fuck you! I'm just gonna turn off my phone." She turns off her phone and puts it right next to her on the bed. And she pulls out her computer and starts to, you know, serve on the web. And all of a sudden, her phone turns back on by itself automatically without her touching any buttons. And she's like, oh, what, 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 what the fuck? <laughs> uh, how did this happen? That's some creepy shit. How did this happen? And then Jax just keeps on calling and Lisa's like, the f- fuck? Uh, like, this is fucked up. And she turns, ho- t- she turns off the phone again and removes the battery off the phone. And, well, she's just kind of, like, freaked out. So, you know, when, you're f- when you freak out, like, you're kind of clumsy. And she drops her phone on the floor and it bounces right underneath the bed and you know with her situation right now she can't really move so it's really hard for her to go grab her phone and then she's like oh fuck what the fuck and she's like oh whatever you know what i'm just gonna leave you like that 
I'm not going to use the phone for a while anyway because I'm kind of freaked out. She starts to keep on, you know, browsing on the web. And she can't, like, she comes across a article. It's kind of interesting. And she reads into it. So basically, this article talks about people who die of um, freaky accidents, like freak accidents, like out of like unnatural causes, right? So those people, they usually they have the garage. So they have like unfinished wishes and stuff. So for them, they usually just keep lingering, you know, like wandering between the afterlife and like the living world. So those people, they usually would take the person who see them last with them, you know, to the afterlife. And she's like, well, this is kind of creepy. What the fuck? And, you know, she's like, Hi, right now, I don't think that's a good idea for me to read stuff like this. She shuts, like, she literally shuts her computer. And her phone starts ringing again. She's like, um, I literally just removed my battery from the phone. And I dropped it. I for sure didn't fucking lose that memory that of, me, of me putting it back. How come it's on again? Like, someone's calling again? She's like, fuck. Okay, I'm going to grab the phone and I'm going to answer it. I'll talk to the fucking Jack Sky. What a creep. She, as she turns around, trying to grab the phone, we're trying to grab a stick, actually, to get the phone. She turns around. Instead of being underneath the bed, the phone was actually neatly placed right next to her bed on the floor. At this point, Lisa is not just freaking out. It's not that simple. She's like straight up so scared for her life. She's like, whoa, this is some supernatural shit going on. What the heck? Then um, she just wouldn't, she just wouldn't, you know, answer the phone calls. And boom, here comes another message from Jax again. So the message reads, Lisa, you keep on dodging my phone calls. Like, you promised me that you wouldn't leave me alone. You said you like me. Why are you doing this? I'm coming to see you. And Lisa was thinking to herself, see me? I've never given you my address before. You are a stalker. What the heck? And then Jax is like, I'm right here. And here comes a Another message with the picture attached to it. So she opens up the picture. It's a picture taken from right in front of her building. And she looks right out. Nobody's standing downstairs. And Lisa's like, holy shit, what the hell is going on? And another message comes in. I'm on the first floor. Ha ha. And messages just keep coming in. So I'm on the second floor, third floor, fourth floor. Every time she receives a message, the lights would go out on the, uh, on the same floor. Eventually, she gets a message. I'm here, right in front of your door. Open the door, sweetie. Ha ha. In the meantime, Lisa looks through the spy hole on the door, like the scope, and she sees nothing. All of a sudden, somebody just sh- shows up. With half of his face facing, like his the side of his face facing the scope, and Lisa could see the half face, but like there's some like it looks fine. And however, there's something really odd about this face. It's so off-putting. And this guy turns around, and his other half of the face is actually missing. 
That scares Lisa so much, she starts backing all the way away from the door towards the bed and fl- and accidentally flops onto the bed and falls right out of the window and dies. And you hear a voice right here. I said, I would never leave you alone. Now we're forever together. And now you see a flashback to the day of the accident. Lisa is running out of time. She gets up, takes a shower, and puts herself together really, really quickly and runs out of her building. Try to catch her bus. In the meantime, a car accident happens right next to her. A taxi hits another car at a very fast speed, and the taxi gets flipped over onto the ground. One of the tires actually flies out and hits Lisa's leg, knocks her right onto the sidewalk. What she sees at this moment is the dead passenger staring right at her with his eyes wide open. And later we find out this passenger's name is Jax. At Jax's funeral, his parents are so devastated, and the mom decides to put his phone right next to him because his phone was his favorite thing. When he was alive, he would text his friend 24-7. He was always on his phone. And the mom says, honey, this was your favorite thing, so I'm going to let you take it with you so you will never be alone again. You can text your friends. You can talk to people. I love you. There she closes the casket with the phone neatly placed right next to Jack's. This is the end of the story. Hopefully you like the stories today. And if you do enjoy stories like this, let us know. You can uh, email us at gruesomebaconpod at gmail.com or you can follow us on Instagram with the handle of gruesomebaconpod. Um, If you have any recommendations, please let us know. And we're going to come up with a few more episodes during this month month, and before we actually resume with, you know, more true crime related stuff. And I had a lot of fun and I really like uh, this Booktober kind of vibe. All right, until the next time, I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.